Hello, my friend. Welcome to the Basically Obsessed podcast. I'm your host, Basic, and this is episode one. The recording of this episode was done live on Twitch on May 10th, 2022. This interview is with a friend of mine and a fellow streamer named Captain Starlord. We cover topics ranging from creativity to death and dying to past life regression. If you want more content from me or Captain Starlord, you can check either of us out on Twitch. I place links in the description below. Anyway, thank you so much for giving your time and attention to this little project of mine. It really means so much that you're here. And without further ado, I hope you enjoy. And welcome, everyone. This is Basically Obsessed. Um, I'm your host, Basic, and with me today is, where am I? I'm mirrored, Captain Starlord. So um, let's get into it. I'm very excited to chit-chat with Captain Starlord. So, Captain, um, tell us a little bit about yourself. What do you do? Um, And by what do you do, I mean, you can talk about your job, but I also mean, what do you do as a creative individual? What do you do um, in the downtime that you have and as someone who is a thoughtful and productive member of society? Hey, guys. um, Kevin Starlord. So what do I do? I I love meeting new people. Um, That's honestly a thing that off stream is something I cherish. Um, I also love video games. So put those together and you have Twitch. What else do I like to do? Uh, Obviously, if I love meeting new people, then I like friends and family and whatnot. Love watching new movies and honestly, just uh, empathetically uh, having a connection with someone. Mm. Um, Do you do you because I kind of want to like lay a foundation for like starting the interview about creativity. Do you consider yourself to be a creative person um, and or like what a lot of people consider to be like a creative and if so what do you think that means for someone i think it means different things for different people for me i absolutely adore graphic design um way back when i wanted to get my degree in it um because i think graphic design there's just so many entities that you can do um for me i love it from a sense of marketing um like i make all my t-shirts uh I don't know. Like, uh, and they look awesome for those of you who are listening. Um, for me, it's like a good outlet. Like you could be having like a really stressful day or a really shitty day. And sometimes it's just nice to open that creative process and, uh, make cool shit. Mm. How long have you been like in the creative field? I guess like let's, let's focus it on a couple things. How long have you been doing Twitch? First of all, um, I've been doing Twitch since 2017. Um, I heard about it in college off of some random advertisement, to be honest with you. And I remember being at UCF and I clicked on it and I was supposed to be studying in the library, but I clicked on Twitch and I'm like, what, what is this? And it's like all these people that are live. And I was automatically like, at, at the time I was a lot more introverted. Mm. And I just remember going like, Oh, you're supposed to talk with people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, But I found after scrolling through like many just random streamers, as you would normally do on Twitch, um, I found a guy named Insane Aesthetic and he was playing Stardew Valley. Yeah. I remember just like hopping in his chat and saying hi. And like the rest is history, like just really nice guy. And uh, he got me. Uh, motivated and started to start streaming um, later that year. Like, not really like professionally yet, but like I would stream 
I don't know, Fortnite off of my PlayStation mm-hmm. without a camera and just like with hopes that someone would show up. Um, I think we've all been there. Like you see one person hop in your chat, like, you're like, (laughs) I think actually I've seen Did you see that TikTok of like the, the, or maybe you sent it to me of you, you wander into like the, the, there's zero people in the chat and it's like, Hey, Hey guy, what's going on? Yeah, there's a little chat box down below in in the window. If if you wanted to, to say anything, you can. Are you there? <laughs> and he, he just gets like creepier and creep. And he's like leaned way back with his controller. He's like, he looks kind of sweaty. <laughs> it's just, oh, it like, it, it hits so many points that I was like, this is so accurate. But also, like, I loved it. I loved it yeah. so much. So, so much. It's so real. Yeah. I don't know. Like, <laughs> when, you're first, when you're first starting out, like, it's just, you're, you're streaming the nobody. You're, yeah. you're talking about, who knows what you could be talking about what you ate last week. Mm-hmm. But if you quit talking, you're, you're all of a sudden you're just kind of like gaming. Yeah. So, yeah. And then it's like you see the the number go boom to one and you're like and you're like, but I don't know how accurate that is or anything. Hello. Is anyone is anyone in chat right now? <clears throat> Are you another there? Another damn chat bot. <laughs> <laughs> Want to become famous? <laughs> right. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Oh my gosh. When hearing you talk about like your first impressions of Twitch, like reminded me so much of like what I also thought of it. Cause I, I logged on and I, the, the guy that I initially first followed and first subbed to, I still follow him. I still sub to him. He's, he's funny. His name is smoking dank and he's got a nice little following of people. The thing that drew me in was his amazing use of 3d graphics and his intros and stuff and his transitions. And I was like, this is so cool. And he's like, yeah, I made these myself. And I was like, what the fuck? Like this guy just made this and like, that's it. Like, and, and he's like using it like and you can just do that. Um, but I remember like watching him stream and he just he smokes weed and plays video games. And I was like, this is crazy. But it was so weird feeling so intimately close with someone who because normally when you know, when you watch YouTube videos or anything like that, you get you, there's that distance and you're like, I can just watch them and I don't have to say anything Oh, because I can't, you know, and if I leave a comment, there's that distance of time or someone else is going to comment on it. But with the live chat box and if you're not used to like watching anything live, it's so strange. And I didn't grow up in a world like that where like that was accessible to me. Like live streaming was not a thing that I was privy to. And so getting into that, I was like, this is crazy weird and it feels so strange and so weird so i love i love hearing that story of of like you getting into that and then um i know that you also still will now you'll i see you post on your twitter every now and then like screenshots of you just you know streaming and playing Fortnite, and you don't use you know a camera when you do that sometimes you just you just play you know and then you get a screenshot and that's it and i think that's kind of cool because it knowing that about you how that was your roots kind of makes that sweeter in some ways where it's like, well, that's, you know, how I got started. Like that's, that's the beginning of it all. So I like that. Thanks. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think ahead. it's important to like, uh, I don't know, like for me, video game, video gaming is very much a hobby, mm-hmm. but like when it comes to Twitch, it's like a business. So I don't want to feel like my hobby is going stale because I play games on Twitch so much. Yeah and vice versa so like i don't know i I still use it as an outlet 
for escapism, but also as a mode of just like entertainment, like for immersion. So I think that's that's an important point to touch on, too. Uh, as someone who uses your stress reliever to also be a creative outlet, you know, like how how do you strike that balance for yourself? You know, when are you like, OK, this is too much and I need to go just play video games for myself or I need to like go do something else with Twitch or like I need to switch it up so that I don't feel like I'm, you know, running myself dry. Like, how do you how do you find that? I feel like it's just this gut feeling that I get sometimes like um, and I know we'll touch on this a little bit, but um, if I ever go to hit the live button or maybe like it's the day of and I'm just having a like a real shit day or something's going on like with mental health or family or friends like I'll, I'll go ahead and reach out to everyone and be like, hey, you know, like let's postpone this to another day this week or let's cancel it all together because I like I never want to go live and not give 100 percent. So in that case, like maybe I will go play Fortnite or Bioshock or some game to like kind of unfocus on life for a little sure. bit. And I think that's a huge importance for me because I always want to give 100 percent when I stream. Mm, yeah, you are someone who is very good at being honest about why you cancel your streams and <laughs> because when you cancel your streams, I'm like, this is a very genuine reason. And even if it's like, I'm just not feeling it, I'm like, cool, because it feels so real. And I appreciate that. A, a lot of other, you know, discords that I'm on or anything, you'll just get the, oh, like this broke. And I'm like, did it break? Like, I mean, you know, tech breaks and stuff, but like, I don't know. Oh, yeah. I feel like you could just move around that sometimes. And I've used that excuse all the time. I'm like, sorry, I'm to out myself to people on my stream. <laughs> Oops. But like, I've definitely lied about why I'm doing stuff. And then it, like, I'm like, I don't need to lie. I can just tell you guys, like, I'm not, I'm not feeling it. Like, sorry. You know, and I think that that's also valid. And of course, you know, your community is going to be like, hey, if you're not feeling it, don't do it. But there is that level of guilt of, oh, I, I, I need to, you know, give that performance. I need to like, I like I owe someone something. And it's like, well, we don't owe people anything. This is something that we should love to do. Exactly. Um, yeah. I think a sense of transparency is just key. Um, I mean, I'm like that with friendship anyway. Yeah, so like, why not have it on stream? I mean, not to say like, I don't give out like all my dirty laundry on online but like at the same time like if i'm going through a rough patch i'm gonna say hey guys going through a rough mm -hmm. patch sorry you know uh quite recently my grandma died so i told everyone hey mm -hmm. taking a week off love you guys so yeah i mean and that's and obviously that is an incredibly valid reason and also sorry to hear about your grandma as i you know like it's it's really tough um I wanted, it's, it's interesting. I was thinking, I was writing some questions down today because obviously I knew that your, your grandma had passed and I was wanting initially to make this first episode about death. And I wasn't even thinking about interviewing you, but I was journaling this morning. I was like, well, maybe I should make it about death because I think about death a lot. I'm like obsessed with death and eventually I will make an episode about death. Um, so if you want to be a part of that, you're welcome to. But then I was like, oh, well, maybe I could get Thomas on. I'm like, no, what the fuck? That's way <laughs> too soon. You know, like that's, that's way too fucking soon. I can't do that. Um, I wouldn't mind. It's fine. Yeah. But I, I, I was like, I, like you insensitive prick, basic. Like, you can't do that. Um, so, yeah, I, I chastised myself a little bit and I was like, well, let's do another thing that I'm also interested in, because I'm sure that 
Captain Star-Lord would also be willing to chit-chat about creativity and that kind of stuff. So we, 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 as in me, decided to switch gears and went for something else. Um, moving right along to my next questions. What do you do when you have a creative block? Oof. Um, I think that kind of piggybacks a little bit on what we were talking about. So I'll be real with you. Sometimes I'll just scrap the whole project and start over. Um, I can tell you when I, because when I, when I make something creative, uh, it either happens or I get to that halfway point. I'm just like, I'm not feeling it. I almost want to start the whole thing over. And I'm like, you know what? I will. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, it gives a new perspective, right? Yeah. Um, for example, my logo, um, Originally, it was just the Star Lord symbol, mm. but with like some other stuff. And for that, it was right during quarantine. And I remember just like cranking it out, and everyone was like, "Oh my god, that's really cool!" And I'm like, "Oh, thanks." And then I remember this one. I put. I feel like I put just way too much into it, but it, I I still like it just the same. Mm. But there, I think this is like the second or third uh, draft that I had made up. So I I feel like to answer your question. Um, Honestly, just starting over. Mm. Are there what what other things do you do? Like other than starting over, if you're like, okay, like what if you can't even get started? What do you do then? Um, especially with Twitch and or anything that I'm doing creatively, I will look for inspiration with others. Um, not to like copy someone or do exactly s- something that someone is doing, but I feel like something that's so cool about Twitch is you go on and you find all these streamers and you either connect with them or you don't, but whether you connect with them or you don't, you know, you, you might find something in their stream that is appetizing. Sure. Um, yeah. What's that? There's that idea of like good artists steal. Yeah. And like, I obviously anything that I've done that I've used from other streamers, I've talked to them about it first. I'm like, Hey, this is a really cool idea that you did. I kind of want to change it a little bit and put it in mine. Are you cool with that? Mm -hmm. They're like, yeah. For example, the dollar jump scares and the the sub dance, I totally borrowed from one of my friends that I've been watching for like at least a year. I get his name right now. But he has like a little cool alien logo. And um, I remember asking him right as he was kind of like ending his stream like for a while because he just had a kid actually. Mm. So and he was fine with it. Very cool. Do you, something that you had kind of touched on a little bit made my mind race. Do you think that there is this this idea in creative culture where we we have to like put in time either like with someone who is also creative in order to like gain respect from them or just like in the community that is creative in order to like be worthy of like XYZ? And if you do think that that is something that exists, do you think that that's a fair thing? Or why do you think it exists? If you I think, think it, it definitely, exists? I, I think it definitely exists. It's not something I really agree with. Like, you can be a very creative person. You can be renowned for XYZ, TikToks, creative design, art of some kind. Mm-hmm. And like, yes, you are renowned for that, but that doesn't make you a better person sure. than you or I. I think it's definitely a level of respect of like, wow, look what you can do. But that once again, it just doesn't make it better than someone else. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I, I ask cause I, it, it's something that I see not just in, you know, the Twitch community, but you see it 
all over. You see it in the theater, you see it in, you know, painting, you see it <clears throat> everywhere. Like any sort of like creative community, but it, I guess you see it in not just creative places, you see it in business. You know, it's like you need to put in your time and then you are worthy of this thing. I I wonder to what extent that's fair. Because I think that there is a level of like, yeah, I need to learn the basics of this. But also, I, I don't know. I, I there There's something about it that like irks me. And maybe it's because I don't know a lot of things. And I feel like when I enter into a, a new realm, I'm stuck. You know, I'm like, okay, well, now I got to put in, you know, X amount of time or else I'm fucked, you know, or else I like. And so and then I, I get that sunk cost fallacy, like in reverse of like, well, I don't want to have to put in all that time. I want to be able to do like this really cool thing. But someone's telling me, no, you need to put in all of this time, all of this energy, all this effort or all this money or like all of these things. And I'm like, well, I don't want to do that. I just want to do this one thing right here. I want to taste this cool thing. Just try it once and see if I like it, you know, and they're like, well, no, you have to invest first whether it's time, energy, money, whatever. I don't know if that's fair. I don't think it is either. Yeah. I think it helps. Like, I think it helps build you as a person and as a creative, but I don't think it's necessary because everyone grows differently. Sure. I mean, statistically speaking, look at numbers. Like, followers don't mean that you're a better streamer than someone else. It's very cool to have a lot of followers. Right. I think of it as meeting new people. But just because someone has this amount or has that big amount doesn't necessarily mean that they are the better streamer. Um, I don't know. I, I think of uh, the last guy I rated uh, during my last stream. Uh, I, I hadn't looked at his numbers, but I was just like, oh, he looks fun. Let's let's rate him. Mm -hmm. And I rated him and everyone's like, wow, look, a raid because that's what we do. And he didn't say anything because he had already gotten to that point in his head where it's like, oh, I don't need to talk to my stream because I'm better than talking to my stream, which mm. personally, like, I, I never want to be that high. Like, I love engaging with everybody in chat. I love meeting new people through Discord. I think it's like, it's the recipe almost for me. Um, so for me, I, I don't want to get that big i want to get like semi big to the point where it's like i don't know i can still read chat if i yeah. ever get to a point where i cannot read the chat anymore i kind of want to be like i think i think i might duck out sure. i don't know i personally i'm not ever concerned about getting to a point where i can't read chat you know and i like that like i was watching some of my like old clips and i had said that like a a year or so ago it's got to be like under a year ago because I had said like, I would rather have a small community of people that I can maintain and interact with than, you know, like a million followers and be miserable and not know how to handle any of that. Because at that point, you don't know who you're talking to, who's saying what, when they said it, and you can't, you can't have those personal interactions. And the, the beauty of having, you know, like this chat right here that's talking uh, Infinite says, I think you, you see that a lot from people who get famous elsewhere, like TikTok. Yeah, that's an excellent example. That. Yeah, that people who get famous elsewhere come here and they've got all of these followers, they're all talking and they don't need to be paying attention. They don't need to look at their chat because they can't, honestly. And when it's flowing so fast, you can't. It's so hard to moderate that unless you have a team and like 
you, there's no reading it, you know, unless you put slow mode on or something. And that that's discouraging to the viewers. Like if for me, if I hop in somewhere and there it's like, okay, slow mode's on. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to talk, but I'll watch this, you know, and that, that kind of sucks. Like, especially for the medium that I want, like the way that I want to use Twitch. So exactly. Yeah. What are, I like, I like how I wrote this question. So I'm smirking already. Oopsie. Um, <clears throat> what are your secret herbs and spices? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> to like to being a creative, you know, like what what oh. what's your what's your secret sauce? What's your secret recipe and your your 11 secret herbs and spices to being a creative? How much herbs and spices do you want? Uh, I break it, break it down. Uh, how many do you have? I have a lot. What's the Captain um, Star Lord list of secret herbs and spices? One, cumin. Two, oregano. Three, oregano. salt. Is salt a spice? That's the debate here. Now it is. <laughs> um, for me, like the top priority of anything creative, whether it be Twitch, YouTube, TikTok, or graphic design for me, it's, uh, it, it's got to be something that's going to make me happy. Um, at the end of the day, if I'm not having a good time with it, like, I mean, it's like I said before, like, I'm not going to stream to you if it's not 100%. Sure. You got to Marie Kondo that shit. If it doesn't spark joy, throw it out, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just like with life. If, like, if you're not enjoying something, then why the hell are you doing it? That's true. I don't know. I, I think about me getting an accounting degree and my mom being like, go, go to be an accountant. And I, <laughs> and I tell her, I'm like, no, I'm having a good time at Olive Garden, making those breadsticks. Yep, make those breadsticks. Yep. Absolutely. What other herbs and spice? I would say number two, organization. One of the biggest things that changed my stream completely was when I went from streaming Fortnite to me streaming Fortnite on a consistent schedule, mm. starting to create that brand. Like, why do people want to come see me rather than anybody else on Twitch? Sure, and what sets you apart um, from other people? Exactly. Um, for me, it's just like, you know, if you come to my stream, you're going to have a good time. You don't necessarily need to know anything about, about video games and you don't necessarily need to think that I'm going to be good at the video game I'm playing. <laughs> but there'll right. be a couple of wows, maybe a couple of drinks and uh, we'll have a good time. So we'll be a good final one. I think I'm going to bask in something I already said before, but definitely friendship. Sure. Um, as cheesy as it sounds. Um, with Twitch, I have met so many different people especially from around the world i know a guy from ireland i know a guy from australia netherlands pony thank you thank you, you netherlands i was gonna say because you know xy xy no one knows where pony's from pony where are you from no one knows where you pony's from <laughs> like to me pony, pony lives in a magical so fairy funny. dreamland like without twitch i would not have met any of these people and go oh, okay let's let's touch on this i would have never known basic Weech without twitch because our friendship started through uh, Miss Squid. Mm -hmm. um, I trained uh, Half-Blood Squid over at the Olive Garden, and I remember going, man, I haven't talked to Squid in a long time. Let's see what she's up mm -hmm. to. And sure enough, her story was like, hey, guys, look, my boyfriend's streaming on Twitch. And I'm like, boyfriend? Twitch? Hello? <laughs> yeah. And then the, the rest is history. Yeah. So that was, I still like that. I love that. So to break that, to just to reiterate, you're you're three. I got three big secret herbs and spices. Must spark joy, stay organized, and friendship. Those yeah. are good. Those are good herbs and spices. Those are those are the I think those are top shelf herbs and spices. That's how Ooh. I would describe that. Yeah. Thanks. Those are the expensive ones. 
Those are the the bay leaves of herbs and spices. What what's an expensive spice? I don't know. You tell me. Oregano. Oregano. <laughs> Basil. What have I, I like I like this question. What uh do you do you feel like creativity is somewhere within you or does it come from outside of you? Like as a creative person when you when you're working on something like graphic design or when you have an idea for like a, a you know a str- a new like stream thing that you want to implement. Um or if you're just I don't know you're you're writing something up or anything like that just as a, a creative in general, where does that creativity feel like it comes from? Um I think at least for me, I think it comes from inside me. Um, I don't know. For me, I cherish connections with people. So when I can make something that harbors that connection between friends or family and go, ooh, look at this, and they feel an emotional response from that, I feel like I've done my job as a creative. Mm. So for that reason, I think it comes from within me. This sounds like such a weirdly specific question. What does it feel like to be cre- like when you get a creative spark? Because I feel like oh. everyone experiences it differently. I've I've heard it described to me as like a wind rushing through you, and you have to like catch it by the tail and like hold on to it really quickly and like write it down, or you know, like like I've heard that described, and it, it, it I I experience it differently than that. Like, how do you experience like when creativity strikes? I feel like my soul light up. It's weird. I don't know. I'll give you an example. At Olive Garden, mm-hmm. I was talking to a couple of my coworkers and I said, you know, how cool would it be if we made an official Olive Garden deck of cards and we superimposed cool. a bunch of our coworkers' faces for like the King of Hearts and the Queen of Spades and stuff like that. And I remember just going like, whoa, that'd be like a really cool idea. So like that feeling matched with like when you see your imagination and ideas like in the physical form and you go, oh, my God, I made this. I think both of those feelings for me are just serendipitous. You said you said you feel like creativity like comes from your soul, like it sparks from your soul. What it. Yeah. Coming from the perspective of someone who doesn't really know if we have a soul or not. What, what does that mean to you? Um, I mean, if not soul, like your being, no, I, I mean, I'm sorry. I, I'm not trying to like, 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 what is it? What does oh, that mean? Like, and this, the, to, to be clear, this conversation is not meant to discredit the idea of a soul. I, I just want to know like oh, what that no. means. Yeah. I didn't mean to get all solely on. I, I did. Oh. I, I specifically, picked the word you said the word soul and so i picked it out and now i want to talk about it i feel like you're just your core being like um your fundamental roots if you will uh for me i care about a lot of people so when i feel that feeling of like them being happy over something i've made i feel like i've done a good job Mm. see i really love that idea i because i I don't know if like we we have we as human beings, I mean, have a, a purpose, you know, or like some base thing. And I don't I'm, I'm not trying to put words in your mouth. So tell me if I'm saying this incorrectly, but I, I don't know if I believe that we have like a reason for being. I think we just are here, you know, and there's like a beautiful chaos in that. And so I want to. I, I'm just like I'm kind of like poking and questioning and wondering like 
like where that's coming from, like in your brain, because there's beauty and there's meaning in why you think about what you're thinking about. And so I'm just, I'm curious about it. Like, like the idea of like a given purpose and a soul. And I think it's so cool, but to me, we just, we just are. And then we just do. And I also like, as I value community, I value friendship, I value human connection and relationships, obviously, you know, like this is, this is something that's very important to me. I want to know how we can experience the same thing in two separate ways, you know, cause that's, that's sort of what's happening right here. Or maybe we're just calling the same experience, two separate words. I think maybe the latter, mm. because that goes off the theory of like, you know, color, you know, I see my hat as red yeah. and you also see it as red. Maybe. I don't know. I'm colorblind to and not, not to be, I don't want to be pedantic. So, but, or like argumentative or anything, but I am colorblind. <laughs> Basically each, what color can you see? <laughs> I'm red, green, colorblind. Um, so I can see colors. See blue. I can see blue. Um, okay. So I, or at least I think. Blue sky. <laughs> My water bottle. And yeah, you're looking at your water I can bottle. See, I can see red, but red and green sometimes look the same to me. That's all. We'll take blue, for example. Okay, okay, okay. Let's talk about blue instead, because red is, red is problematic as fuck. <laughs> oh, or we could talk about my purple hat. Oh, yeah, I knew that. I knew that. No, so like, Looking at your blue water bottle, like we're both seeing it and our brain comprehends it as blue. Okay. But your version of blue might be completely different than my version of blue. Yeah. So in that way, we're still both comprehending and experiencing the same feeling of blue, but we might be perceiving it in two mm -hmm. separate ways. Yeah. So I've heard this hypothesis and then my like idea, I was like, okay, so if this is true, I wonder. This is like my everyone's the same idea behind this, right? What if everyone has the same favorite color? Ooh, right. Oh like God. we all have the same favorite color, but we see it differently. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So I'm like, oh, I love green. Like I love the color green. I think it's beautiful. But green to me is green to you, but it's a different color. But we both call it green. But y your favorite color is my favorite color that's green. That's I love that concept, actually. Yeah. The TFJ way said, talking about when creativity strikes, he said, I think when creativity strikes, it feels like adrenaline. Get super focused on an idea and just want to keep running on the idea until it's been fleshed out and parameters have been planned out. That's interesting to me because because that kind of puts me in the direction of like it feels so much more calculated um and knowing torin that or at least sort of knowing torin that feels like torin like okay here's the idea let's measure it let's make it real let's do this 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 and then let's make it like measurable and real and go you know and then pony says a creativity strike for me at the moment is rather floating in a river and sometimes getting a slow push from time to time it seems that my river has stopped having a consistent push. Sad. Oh yeah, yeah. I I can relate, Pony. I absolutely can relate. I I definitely feel that from time to time, especially more so recently. I feel like my what I used to experience as creativity. I don't know why I put that in triple air quotes, 
but I did. The, the invention of the triple air quote for the first time ever, folks, this is the, the T-Rex air quote, um, is, I, I don't know, and maybe, maybe it's something that has just changed for me over time, but the way that I used to experience creativity and the way that I experience like a creativity influx now is completely different. And I think part of it could be because a, a long time ago, or not that long ago, or five years ago, I used to derive a lot of my creativity on suffering um, and being sad um, and having negative experiences and taking that like sadness and um, sorrow, I think is the right word to describe it, and fueling creativity from that. But the art that comes from that is so fleeting and so sad. And it makes you in the long run, or at least it made me in the long run, feel so empty. And like I had to keep looking for ways to feel worse and worse to refuel that sorrow. And now I don't derive my creativity from that. I, I pull it from happier things and it feels way different. And I know this is like a weird, ethereal, like kind of wooey sort of conversation, but that's what it feels like. And it's very, it's very strange. It's a very, um, like, I can't quite put my finger on it type of feeling. Yeah. I, I do like the, like, floating in a river and having a gentle nudge kind of thing. Although I will say, when I get into, like, a creative flow state, I just blink and I look at the time and it's hours past. And I don't know, yeah. like, uh, something is done, sort of. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I guess I'm doing this for six hours today and maybe I have ADHD and maybe that's what that is. It's like that obsessive personality thing, you know, where I just like get in on something and I sink my teeth in until it's done. But I don't know. And then never touch it again. And then never touch it again. Yeah. And then I get so, cause I, I did it so much that I got fucking sick of it. And I'm like, ah, fuck it. I'm done now. It's over. I learned everything I needed to know about it. And in reality, I like barely touched it, you know, <laughs> same. Yeah. Cool. Cool. To, to zip, zip back a little bit, talking about the soul and the concept of that, I, I, want, I want to dig in a little bit deeper because I think that there's like something here. I think that there's like some interesting things that are here. If you don't mind talking about it. That's okay. Okay, Let's cool. Yeah. Um, just because it, it's interesting to me. And I do think that it has a lot to do with like how we, how we derive our artistic talents and our creativity. I mean, there are people that, you know, say that, we have God-given talents and there are people that are like, well, no, I've, you know, cultivated this on my own. And then there's a lot of stuff in between, you know? And so I'm, I'm interested to know, like, like where, where do you feel like you stand on that spectrum? Cause obviously it's a big spectrum. For me, it's like God-given gifts. Um, I, that, that might be kind of like a loaded phrase because God-given yeah. gifts in some churches is like, Hey, you can, can you like speak in tongues or like, Oh, you like the God-given gift of ministry. That's not really what I'm talking about. I'm talking about more like, will you like, it, it's something that's given to you from an outside source. For me, I think I'm, I'm going to touch on past lives. Okay. Maybe. Okay. Um, this is interesting. I like this. I'll give you the example. Um, for me, I downright am obsessed with the eighties. Can't tell you why for me, it's just like random because like, I remember just like 
I don't know. Um, from an early age, I love Back to the Future, the Terminator, the music, like just the aesthetic. Like you can check out my stream. It's all 80s. Um, for me, when I think about it, I'm like, I almost wonder if that's a thing because it would make sense. Like maybe if souls are real and past lives are real, did I live in the 80s? Mm. Um, so with a creative perspective, when you're just like naturally born good at doing something like let's say you can sing really well or let's say you can play the piano really well or paint really well like is it a god-given gift are you just naturally good at it or is it like were you good at it or did you have to work your way up i was gonna say did you did you spend years cultivating like 70 years cultivating it you know in the 20s two lifetimes ago yeah, that's that's an interesting concept. I guess it's an unfalsifiable claim. So there's not much that you can you can't really like push too much on it because it's not like we can, you know, go to <laughs> like our past lives or anything. Yeah. Um, or if there if we can, I would love to do that because I want to know who I was in my past life and why why I now have epilepsy like what 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 bore this like what bore this fucking weirdo like that, that's what i want to know <laughs> you know <laughs> like this like charismatic kind of lanky awkward dude that like doesn't know what he wants to do with his life but is kind of like mediocre like mediocre at most things <laughs> you know? that's what i want to know yeah yeah i don't know like i i definitely feel like it that's like for creative and like aesthetical reasons, I'm, I, I think it's like a maybe in my mind. Mm. But when it comes down to like relationships with people, mm. I, I truly think there's something of that sort. Because it like, I don't know, like, have you ever met someone where you just like are instantly either friends, lovers or like just connected? Sure. I think I actually maybe I've told you this story, but I, when I lived in New Mexico, I was because this this absolutely hits the nail on the head of an example for this. I was working at this place called the Ranch House. Doxed. Um it is it's a like a barbecue joint. It's really fucking good. So to those of you who are listening if you're ever in New Mexico, you should absolutely check out the Ranch House. It's delicious. Um everyone that worked there was super nice. So this is not a negative review of anything like that. But I was working a lunch shift. It was really slow. Um I had like one other table and then they sat this couple. They were probably in their like mid 30s, maybe early 40s, but probably more mid 30s. They were older than me cuz I was like 23, 24 at the time, something like that. So I walk up to their table and I say hi to the guy. I turn my head. I look at this woman and I swear that I knew her. And so I said, I was like, hi, like, hey. And she also responded in kind. She was like, hey. And there was this weird shared moment of like, I know you. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I do. I feel like I know you. And she's like, I also feel like I know who you are. And then I was like, do you, cause I went to the college there and I was like, do you know like anyone in this college? And she's like, we're not even from like in town. And I was like, where are you from? And they told me, and I was like, okay, like, I don't know anyone there. Like, there's no way I would have met you before or anyone that I know would have like known you or I would have like seen you. And so I'm like, how have I seen your face? And also how do you recognize me? It was a very strange experience. Um, it stuck with me for sure, obviously, because I can remember it. Uh, but it was really, really weird. 
really, really weird. But I honestly just chalk it up to that person looked familiar to me. Maybe I had a dream about a similar face of theirs and that's, that's it. You know, I don't, I don't really give it too much more thought than that. So, so tell me, given that example, like how, how you, how you think about stuff like that. For me, it's like when you have a connection with someone like that, I feel like you've known them a lot longer than you think you have, you know, Mm. Um, it feels like that. It does like, cause like, I don't know, conversation with some people just feels pointless. Like you can have similar interests. You can have similar ideologies on the world and you can just not see eye to eye, but then you meet these people and they're just, it's easy to talk to. Um, They get you like they know what you've been through empathetically. And for that, that's, I don't know, that's the relationships and friendships that I want. Mm. It, yeah, it's it's interesting to me that like like that that experience for you, it, 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 don't take this the wrong way. It makes me feel kind of bad, <laughs> like why? Because sorry, because like you derive so much meaning, like so much like beautiful meaning from these things, and I'm like, oh yeah, maybe I dreamt about them. <laughs> like I don't know, <laughs> like maybe I dreamt about this lady. There's no way I would like met her anywhere else. Like because in my head, I'm like very rational. I go through it. I'm like, okay, no way I would have met her anywhere else. No way my family met her. There's no way I'm like friends with her on Facebook or anything. And I'm like, cool, that's it. That's done. It's just a weird feeling I have. And you're like, no, like maybe, maybe in a past life, like I could have run into her. And like that thought literally is like out of my head. Like I don't even think about it. And it's like, there's beauty in like how you are deriving this and there's meaning to it. It's really lovely. And I'm like, I'm over here. I'm like skeptical brain, like, ah, but Occam's razor, like, doesn't make any sense. <laughs> don't believe it. You know, like, I'm like, there's no evidence for it. So I don't care, you know, and like, it, it's so interesting. It's so interesting. So I, I love like hearing you share that because it's, it's fascinating and it's beautiful. But to me, it just like does not compute for some reason. And I don't know why. I mean, like, I do see the beauty in it. And I could see, like, thinking about it and then using that as like a a creative thing. But I, I would have a really hard time believing something like that. And so, so that's why I'm, I'm really curious about it and like where that comes in. So yeah, very, very fascinating to me. And I I love that. Um, I love that we went down like the, the past life road. Yeah. I I love that. I love that kind of stuff. Um, I thought we might go down, like a, a soul road. And instead we got that's sort of the best of both worlds, you know, because it's, it's that idea of like, you know, you have a soul and it, it reiterates over time and it's kind of got little mixed bits of reincarnation in it. Like, you know, you've, you've been reincarnated or your soul is kind of like interweaving throughout, but also there are other souls. So I guess my question on that would be, if that's true, like if we have past lives, how many souls are there really? Are there only like two souls maybe? No, there's got to be thousands. But, like... but what if what if there's only two and it's two souls weaving in and out and meeting one another over and over throughout time and space, you know, but the one person that you run into or the couple people that you run into in your life that you remember are ones that are just close enough in your memory, like your soul memory, quote unquote, like just 
you know, to give it a name that you remember who they are. But other ones that you run into that just seem like strangers, either you haven't run into them yet or you ran into them so long ago, like in the chain of time that like you don't remember who they are. And maybe they're you, you know, obviously a lot yeah. of them are, but, or, you know, maybe they're the other person or the other soul. And a lot of them probably are, but you don't remember them. Or maybe there's thousands and millions. I don't know. No, like, I don't want to be religious on this chat. I mean, like, you can, if you want to. Maybe that's like, you know, the universe, you know? Yeah, I mean, we, we I've watched this on, I actually don't know if I've watched this on my channel, but have you heard of the, the, the theory of the egg, like, or the, the short story that Andy Weir wrote? No. Okay. What is that? So the idea is essentially just to kind of boil it down that there's one soul, one person, one being, and you live everyone's life. You are Hitler and you're the 6 million people that Hitler killed. You are, you know, Stalin and you are Donald Trump and you are like, you're like all these fucking people and, and you're all the amazing people. You're Gandhi and your mother Teresa and, and you're me and you're you and you're the people that you and I will eventually end up marrying or not. Um, and you are, you know, like a thousand, all, everyone just imagine any human being that has ever lived. You are that person. And every time you die, you come to a space where another being comes and greets you and talks to you and is like, okay, cool. Like we're going to move you on to the next person, et cetera, et cetera. And you are going to forget who you are, but you'll come back here. And if you stay, you would remember, if you stay, you'd start to remember like every life that you've ever lived and eventually you ask like, okay, like why, um, like, why am I doing this? And this, per this person that's talking to you is like, so that you can become like me. And so they're like an older version that they're like, you're basically just a fetus in this world. And the process of growing and like being born is to live every life and understand the entirety of human joy and suffering and hatred and love and the absolute, absolute period capacity that humans have for that. And then from there to begin your life. That's crazy. It's really, it's an interesting theory. Well, it's an interesting hypothesis, rather untestifiable, right. un untestable not untestifiable <laughs> untestifiable untestable but yeah it's interesting you know yeah. i like it a lot the go ahead oh no i was just agreeing like i do too like um i i love listening to theories on like what happens after and i i know that's touching on a another basically obsessed what you want to do yeah. but i don't know like for me i just feel like that there's got to be something, whether it be, I don't, I don't know, Pearly Gates seems interesting to me, but like, I've, have you ever seen the, uh, the show, um, The Good Place? Mm -mm. No, I, so many people have told me to watch that show. I just have not done it yet. And I've heard it's amazing. I it's love really Ted Danson. So, um, I don't know for me, like if there's not like an afterlife, I just feel like there's something like where we just go back into the world, you know? Mm -hmm which goes with your theory of like people living lives after lives after lives. Like we just go back into those 
cycles, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. There, it's interesting. So the whole the whole egg hypothesis, I find peace in because I like the idea that not in a narcissistic way that I am everyone. It makes me, it's a good reminder, if I were to believe it, that I need to be as kind as I possibly can, whenever I possibly can, because every kindness that I give, I am giving to myself at some point down the line or in the past. And every, you know, negative thing that I ever do, I am doing to myself, you know, whether it's in the future or in the past. And so giving, I hate to say this word, but I'm going to say it anyway, giving grace as readily as possible, that idea really pushes that forward. It's like, okay, like be gentle with people because you don't know what they're going through. But this hypothesis says that you will, you'll know every experience ever had. And that gives me peace, but I also get this strange, almost equivalent feeling of peace from the idea that there's nothing. That when I die, it's over and I'm done. And I know now we're talking about death. Oops, sorry. <laughs> but I, I don't even mean to, like, I don't know how to tie it into creativity. I don't know. It, it, it fuel, death fuels my creative process because I want to make as much stuff as humanly possible before it's over. The idea that there's nothing afterward for me is beautiful. I love the idea that this is it and I get one chance and it doesn't scare me. I'm like, okay, there's nothing after this and nothing is not like some oblivion that I'm aware of. It's like, no, no, no. It's like, it's like when you sleep and then you are not aware of it and then you wake up, but without waking up, you know, you're just asleep forever and that's it. I get one shot every time and like, like every, you know, interaction that I have with someone, I have one chance. I can't redo it. You can't go back. There's no rewind button. There's just this right now. There's just be kind. There's just give what you can. There's just love deeply. And that's it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, one shot. One opportunity. <laughs> Says infinite. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Would you capture it or just let it slip? Yo. <laughs> Oh, it's true, though. It's true. And th both of those ideas give me this weird sense of peace. Like, I like both of them very much. Um, the idea of living forever like, or like dying and then like being conscious of somewhere else forever scares me. Like, that is... Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't like that at all. Not even a little bit. Because it, it feels... It feels like a trap, you know, like even if it was the best place imaginable, forever is an unfathomable concept in this little human brain. And I feel like I would still get bored. So I'm just like, ah, I don't want that. I don't want forever. No, no. Like, let me have change constantly. Think of it as like D&D &D characters. Like you never play one D and D character forever. You get tired and you're like, well, I've learned all this from being a bard. Now I want to be like a wizard. Oh, true. True. So that's why I, I'm not really irked by the concept of reincarnation, but like heaven makes me feel weird. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean like the idea of like being in heaven forever makes me feel weird. You know, like, see, that's why I, 
I want you to watch the that show like without spoilers, okay. but like they definitely touch on that concept where it's like, okay, you're there now. What? Yeah, like, that's yeah. what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It's like, okay, I died. I made it to heaven. If I made it to heaven, you know, it's like, well, now what? Or I go to hell, and it's like, okay, now what? I don't. You know. just exist, like, yeah. you know, you're just like, there. So it's like, do I get a yeah. do I get a job? Like, exactly. Like, is there currency in heaven? Like, but the thing is that it's like, I, it could be something that my brain just can't fathom, you know? And then it's like, well, time doesn't exist in heaven. And it's like, well, then what do you mean by forever? Like, what does forever mean? Sorry, I don't mean to like sound like an asshole atheist, but I'm just like, why would they say, why would whoever wrote the Bible say that? Like, hey, it's going to be the best place and you'll be there forever. That doesn't sound fun to me. I can't sit still for five minutes. I don't like that. You know, I don't want to be in one place forever. I don't think any anyone in the United States would want to be in one place forever. We couldn't be in our houses for two fucking weeks. Like, no way, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? We fucking rioted in the streets when that shit happened. <laughs> People were mad because they couldn't go out and get a haircut. You think that they're going to want to be in heaven for the rest of their fucking lives? No, no, <laughs> like, no That's way. Yeah, <laughs> and then it's like, well, your body's going to be the most perfect version of itself. Well, I'm going to get bored with the way I look. Okay, I'm going to want to dye my hair. I'm sorry. Like, or I'm going to want bigger muscles. Is there a gym in heaven? Tell me that. Tell me true. Be real. Do you, just, do you think it and it happens? <laughs> yeah, right. And that would be boring too. I would be constantly changing. I'd be like, I'm just going to think like of a million bajillion things and just be like flickering in and out of existence. Oh, I'd be like, uh, basically, she looks so different. <laughs> I'd be like, I never look the same. I'm going to have like one giant eye, one tiny little eye, like what, like really, really long teeth that are actually fingers at the bottom. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> Mad Eye Moody from Harry Potter. <laughs> Yes, just walking around with a giant cane, and they're like, "Oh, dude, you you can go meet the, with the other mad eyes over there." It's like a big Harry Potter convention in heaven because <laughs> you can make yourself look like whatever you fucking want. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh man, we've gone off the rails. We've gone off the rails. Okay, that's okay. Let's let's recap. <clears throat> let's recap on some creativity. Here's love my creativity notes. in the his house. We love creativity. <sighs> Jesus. You can call me Captain. Jesus. I uh, Captain. Oh Captain, my Captain. Yes. Have you have you had fun? Today? Yes. Or in life? Today. I thought I thought we were going Doctor Strange. Are you happy? Dude, honestly, no spoilers. I oh, you seen I have seen it. I have seen it, but I don't want to spoil it oh, for people okay. watching and or listening later. Uh correct. Loved it. I did too. Yeah, we can we can talk about it a little bit more off stream um, if you want to. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, did you did you enjoy this little chit chat? Oh, absolutely. would you would you consider being a guest a little bit later? Oh, hell yeah! We'll bring we'll bring you back on for the death talk. <laughs> <laughs> I'll wear a black robe. Yes, <laughs> yes. Somebody <laughs> called death. <laughs> Amazing. Um, cool. What to close? Because I think this would be perfect to close. Do you have any quotes that stick with you 
um, about creativity or anything like that. Wow, I almost had no filter there for a second. <laughs> Mark Twain. There's a quote by Mark Twain mm-hmm. about creativity. Um, I'm Googling it. Hold on. Okay, maybe it's not necessarily creativity, but 20 years from now, you'll be more disappointed by the things that you didn't do than by the ones you did. Mm. And for me, when creativity sparks, I feel like you have to go after it. You got to take the opportunity. Yeah, I like that. Um, I like that. What you were saying with like the kite tails and like catching it, either writing it down or like precisely doing it, um, as um, Torin said. I feel like you got to act on it because, you know, you when and we can talk uh, mental health if you want. But like when you run into something and you're like, oh, man, this is going to be really cool. People are going to like it. And then like your ego goes like, no, fuck that. That's going to be a terrible idea. And you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. Negative self-talk is a really hard thing to combat. It's really hard. I struggle with it constantly constantly. I started, um, writing morning pages. So every morning I wake up, make my coffee, sit down, put my cup of coffee on the table. And then I write three pages of just brain dump fucking nonsense. Whatever is in my head. I just write it down without stopping three pages. It has to be three and I have to fill them as fast as I can. So it's like, you don't stop the pen from writing. You just let it go, 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 go. And it, is fascinating how much it has changed my mindset throughout the day. It's really interesting. So I'll do that. And then I started doing, and this is, this sounds like, I can't believe I'm saying this because I used to hate this, but I started doing affirmations, but I'm doing something different with affirmations where uh, when I did affirmations in the past, it was like, Hey, write a bunch of affirmations down. And I'm like, look at them and think about them. And I'm not doing that shit. Fucking hate that shit because it makes me feel like re- really like woo. And I don't like that. It makes me feel like there's something magic in those words. And there's not. What's magic, magic, quote unquote, is inside me. I'm the magic one. I'm magic. Um, I, am the magic I, am, I am the magic man. Um, but the thing that I'm doing with them now is I'll pick one aspiration that I'll make up either on the spot or I'll like pull it from somewhere. It doesn't matter. And it, I pick one that... I read or I think of, and I'm like, Ooh, I don't want to write that. And I'm like, that's the one I'm writing. That's the one I'm going to do because I have an aversion to it and I want to figure out why. So I'll write it 10 times. And as I'm writing it, if I, if my brain is like, Oh, this is wrong because of this, I stop writing the aspiration. And on the side margin, I write what my brain thought in like little one word things. It's like, Oh, negative thought about like X, you know? So like I'll put a parenthesis and I'll be like stupid or like not smart or like, you know, like whatever, that kind of thing. Um, and it reminds me of like, okay, I wrote this and then my brain said this, and then I wrote this and then my brain said this even meaner, you know, or, and so the thing that I've noticed, this is so fascinating to me. The thing that I've noticed is that every day that I've done this around line six or seven, my brain goes, how many lines have you done? Hmm. Check and see if you've done enough work. And I'm like, why interesting yeah it's like have you done enough and i'm like okay so now i'm trying to these past couple days like just do it and feel it out and trust myself that i'm doing 10 trust myself that i'm counting the right number because my brain will go you you skipped a number or you've counted you know six twice or something 
because I don't number them. I just do a little dash because I want to see if I can trust myself to do that. It's really fascinating. Yeah. I don't know what got me off on that tangent, but I think it's really interesting. For me, I will write a phrase or an affirmation or something that will positively help me get through that week of whatever I'm dealing Mm. with. Um, whether it be as basic as everything will be okay to, um, you know, I am love or something like that. Yeah. And I, I think you nailed it on the head. Like I, you know, if you want to talk spiritually, I feel like there's a lot that goes behind that stuff, but like scientifically, like you, by saying all of these things, your brain is processing, like it's a big processing plan. Mm-hmm. So like you putting positivity and saying, I am a good person. I'm going to get through this. I'm the best damn breadstick maker Olive Garden has to offer. Yeah. Like all of a sudden, like factory says, "Oh, geez, this guy's the best breadstick maker this guy has to mm-hmm. offer." So, like, there's definitely science behind it, and I definitely agree with you on that. Yeah. Uh, it's it's that old adage that my parents used to say: "Garbage in, garbage out." Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, exactly. and it it is interesting how I'm how much I'm like uh, I don't know, and then I'm like actually. Maybe a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I can see it. I can see it. But I think that my aversion to that phrase is that what they think is garbage is not actually garbage. Like they're like, hey, don't watch things with curse words because that's garbage. And I'm like, it's not garbage. It's a way to express yourself. You know, I can say fuck if I want to, because it has a, a colloquial meaning for me and I use it to express myself in a specific way. So that's not garbage. What's garbage is being fucking toxic and uh, acting like a piece of shit, you know, toward myself or someone else. So and if I use curse words to do that, then those curse words are garbage. But curse words themselves, the tools that we use to do those things are not garbage. It's what we do with those tools that becomes garbage. I like your quote. Um, Go ahead. Sorry, you're saying something. Oh, I was going to say, watch this transition real quick. So garbage, trash talking, ninja, YouTube. Oh, yeah, cool. You, I was going to say, I was going to bring up Pony's question. So thank you so much. <clears throat> oh, go, go for um, it. You read it. So for me, it's a very interesting debate right now. Sorry, for, I mean, so for those of you who are listening at home, Pony asked a question oh, and said, I wanted to ask for you both. What do you think about the future of Twitch versus YouTube? So right now I will bring up like current events, at least from, I don't know. TikTok is such an interesting phenomenon right now because like, I, I'll tell you, I think it's a very positive thing, but it's also a very negative thing. And that's a whole nother talk altogether. But for me, like you, you can learn a lot like that. They don't teach you in schools on TikTok. Mm-hmm. That sounds really bad, but just go with it. Um, but from what I've been gathering via TikTok is like all of these people on TikTok that are also Twitch streamers that are getting their source from TikTok are going out and saying, hey guys, Twitch is trash now because they're doing X, Y, Z and all the major streamers are going to YouTube. Therefore, if you stay on Twitch, you're going to die and you should go to YouTube right now. And to me, I just kind of laugh because like the mediums are completely different. Absolutely. They're completely different. Yeah. Am I, am I going to upload this video onto YouTube? Yes. Like, but even just going live. Yeah. It's a completely different thing. YouTube has been around for decades almost. I want to say at least 20 years. Someone fact check me on that. I don't know. To me, why am I going to, yes, people will follow me. If I were to suddenly say, you know what, Twitch, whatever, uh, I'm going to YouTube. 
yes, I know people would follow me, but like it's a whole different ball game. So like, let's say all 800 of my followers got up and left with me to YouTube. Like it would be, which would be an amazing feat, by the way. Oh, like yes, then, there's then, no then. way. I mean, like it would be, I've no doubt in my mind you could do it, obviously, but I would be fucking stunned if 800 followers just got up and immediately moved over. Like it would take time. Yeah. It would take all this marketing. It would take so much energy from you to do that. Like it would be so fucking hard to do because exactly. Yeah. So hard. I guess one of the reasons why I like Twitch over YouTube is because of like, it's not as big as YouTube yet. I feel like it's very close mm -hmm. or it is, but like, since I've known it, it like, I've seen like almost the progression of it becoming to what it is. Today. Yeah. Even in the year that I've been here, it's gotten exponentially bigger. And oh, yeah, people know what it is. Now. Yeah, absolutely. And it used to be not that at all. Like it used to be like, oh, yeah, I mean, a bunch of gamers are streaming on this weird website called Twitch. And that was what, like three or five years ago? Like when my mom and her boyfriend found out that I did this uh, for his name's Chuck, he would, he would, it's kind of bad, but he'd go, Thomas, how's the Twitch? And I'd be like, that's really <laughs> as an epileptic, but, I give you the thumbs up. That's funny. That, that's why I was that's why I was like, please don't be offended. No, that's funny. But, that's like, OK. I, I I don't know. I, at least they got the idea of like, it's not just like nothing. Like I'm not just going in a room and talking to myself on a camera. Like it's an actual entity. So <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that, but hopefully that answers your question. No, it already. does. Yeah, I, I think so. So like my, my question is that like, have you, have you felt your like yourself put pressure on your own creative process because you're like, well, you know, I'm X amount of years old and so-and-so is X amount of years old and they're younger than me and look at how much more successful they are or how much more like creative they are based on like your perception of their own creativity. So I will bring up a quote because for me, it's something that I've definitely been dealing with in my personal life. Okay. When you look at others, and this isn't the quote, this is just me speaking, but when you look at others and compare them to yourself, whether it be creative or career or love, romantic, like it hurts because like you feel like you should be in a lot better of a place. Like for me, um, especially this weekend, like I, I compare myself to my brother where he's been married for three years now and I'm still single. And to me, like if I get in my head too much about it, it's like shit, I you know, like it hurts, but I forget the TikToker's name, but it's like a cartoon ghost and it's like a bunch of feel good, but like life lesson stuff that they post on there. And they posted one not too long ago about comparing yourself to other people. Mm. And the quote I, that I, I love a little cartoon name. ghost. You make me cry yeah. every time. Yep. Oh man. <laughs> I cry every time. <laughs> I changed my bio to this quote. It says, don't compare your path to others. You'll miss out on the gorgeous view. Um, for me, that speaks volumes because it's like, yes, creative wise, life wise, like you could be completely different. I mean, you odds are you will be completely different than someone else, whether it's your eons ahead of them or their eons ahead of you. But like, if you focus on that, distance between yourself and the next person rather than looking behind you and seeing how far you've come through your creative process, filling that gap. The proof's in the pudding. Mm -hmm. So you should be proud of yourself for where you are right now because you're supposed to be where you are right now. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's interesting. My, my brain doesn't go to you're supposed to be where you are. It, 
although I, I, I get to that point, sort of, my brain goes to, I can't be anywhere else. Ooh. Like there's nowhere else I could be. Uh, Squid and I do this thing where like if something weird happens, uh, they'll be like, oh my gosh, what are the odds of that happening? And I'll be like, 100% because it happened. Mm. You know, like it, it, we watched it happen. It just did. Like it could not, it couldn't not have happened because it just happened. Interesting. You know, and so I, I always think of it in terms of that, where when I'm in a place, whether I'm comparing myself to others or not, I'm like, well, I'm here and I can't not be here. This is where I'm at. But I like I like that perspective as well. It, it's interesting how we we both get to that same spot using different tools. Uh, that's that's for me. Is there anything else you'd like to say to the people, um, to the humans at home? Thanks for having me. And uh, pupils at home, uh, you guys are awesome to be in the presence of Mr. Basic Weech. I And the presence of Mr. Captain Starlord. Oh, thanks, it's buddy. an honor. It's an honor to have you here. Um, looking forward to having you on a future interview. Uh, as well. Oh, don't forget, I'm basic, and we'll see you. Oh, and this is Captain oh, Starlord. Oh, this is, and this is this is Captain Starlord, and we'll see you next time. Bye.